Hi friends! I definitely feel like we can call some of you friends and it does feel like we're building a family here, we're building a tribe here. Welcome back to the Because Marriages Work podcast. Welcome back. It's our sixth episode and the final episode for the year. And this evening, we're going to be speaking to a message that we got and the person tagged it, help, we're growing apart. And essentially, I think that that will be the focus of this final conversation as we close out on the year, um, preparing for next year, because we feel that the end of the year is such a crucial point, even for relationships. Many people are taking stock, many people are doing a lot of life audits, but then they then ignore their marriage, one part that also needs critical auditing, critical appraisal. And I think that this episode will sort of just speak to that, to that comment, that feedback that we got from that person. Help, we're growing apart. You know, and this um, the, this conversation is really important to us. Mm. You know, um, especially because I, I I know that it's something that we've also experienced first yeah. time, right? And so, of course, if it's something that we also knew that we've experienced, then it's not impossible that other people would you know, go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Other married um, couples will go through the same thing. And so, yeah, it's important to us to have this, you know, this recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As is <laughs> all the previous. Course, I, I'm not sure anyone wants to go through the the season mm. um, where we should be, you know, having fun. Celebrating, rejoicing. And celebrating and then go through that season not really having the best time in your marriage. So hopefully this is helpful. Um, this conversation is helpful for for our listeners. Yeah, I mean, I feel that like when when I read that message, I feel like essentially marriage requires ongoing commitment and intentionality. I mean, we had our first episode where we really spoke extensively on intentionality, but then the truth is we cannot expect to maintain connection, which mm. I think is the is the crux of the matter here. Speaking more to connection and intimacy, right? We can't expect to maintain connection when we are not creating the context or the avenues for it, right? There are so many reasons why we can grow apart and lose the spark. I mean, thinking off the top of my head, I can think of our routines. I can think of our responsibilities. I can think about unresolved conflict as well. Child raising. <laughs> That's a major, isn't it? Yeah. And mm. I think I once heard someone say that relationships are living things, which means that they need care and attention, right? Yeah. And our marriage, our relationships become that one thing that we don't give care and attention to. Yeah. Like in the wake of the word intentionality, we give care and attention to parenting. We give care and attention to every other thing, to work, to yeah. growing in your career, to growing in... But then we just expect that marriage will just be on cruise control and it will just literally sort itself out. But then if you think back on that saying, relationships are living things, mm. which mean that they need care and attention. I think yeah. it should actually stop you in your tracks to say, am I giving my relationship the care and the attention that it needs? Yeah. Because growing apart doesn't just happen overnight. It is a gradual thing. I mean, routine and responsibilities, we don't need much explaining because between kids, between school runs, between work pressure, commute times, it's very easy for marriage to settle into a dangerous comfort zone. And it is that comfort zone, it is in that place that you then start to feel like, oh, we're actually drifting apart. Like, we're actually not as tight. We're actually not as bonded as we used to be. It's 
it's something that people would um, casually call see finish. Mm. Just the idea that it feels like um, you've seen everything, mm-hmm. and so there's really nothing exciting you per mm. se. And I feel like if people do a review of the periods when they were dating, especially people that had maybe a very exciting dating period, yeah. you know, where if you're going to see your girlfriend at the time or your boyfriend, you had that spark going on your tummy. Was, I, I mean, the Yorubas will say Korikosu. Like. Yeah, you know, you have that going on. You're excited. You're looking forward to it. You get to see yourselves and there's so much oxytocin rush. You know, you can't get enough of Scientist. yourselves. You're trying to... Please, we need to know. settle something here. I'm what? the doctor. You can't be coming, <laughs> dropping all these things. Oxytocin rush. But I am the doctor. Okay. <laughs> You know, so you, you you find that you've had that experience where it's tough to get enough of yourselves. Mm. And then you leave yourselves and you don't want to leave yourselves. Mm. Like, there was <laughs> that time. We had that time. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that dated, you know, for maybe lengthy periods also had that time. And you get married and it feels like you want to do something away from your spouse. You Sometimes they even seeming to be bugging to you like if they're around they're too much like you're too much in my space like i need my space you know um you want to do something on your own i'm tired of just being cramped some Mm. people even feel like you're choking me you know and maybe one spouse is genuinely trying to spend time the other one feels choked one is trying to make things work the other one feels like there's no need for all that pressure you know we're fine and, you know, in all those subtle, we are fine, we are fine with all the different things distracting couples from, like you said, work, children, house chores, routines, you know, even the demands of, what I say, life, life daily yeah. bills, all those things will gradually be taking the attention that you both had on yourselves then mm. to other things. And I think that in that dating period, what was literally happening most times for most people is that the attention was squarely on you. Mm. All you were thinking about when you wanted to see your girlfriend was your girlfriend. Mm. You're not thinking about kids involved with the <laughs> girlfriend. You're not thinking about bills to pay on a house. You were thinking about your girlfriend. Yeah. You're not thinking about any other thing. I mean, there are people that still have life challenges, but the only soccer they had was their love life. Mm. But now you have that love life in the same house with you, mm. and it's now a body. It's just clearly because the attention has moved from you both, would I say foiling whatever it was that was making you excited about yourselves, and moving on to maybe things that you probably wouldn't have discovered of yourself that maybe would have needed some sort of dealing with, mm. you know, that you can easily talk through because, of course, you love yourself enough to even get married in the first place. There are things you might want to talk through, you know, to, to would I say, deal with or to handle together and all yeah. of that. And I feel like that in itself can start to draw people apart. Yeah. And so you have, you are easily then distracted with the things that life throws at you. Yeah. Because you're mm. not finding that fondness that you had from the initial phase, yeah. right? And so you now begin to attach to the different routines. You begin to, of course, find a way to excuse yourself from having to stay close together by the things that are now distracting you. Yeah. Because, of course, it's possible to drop all these things and face yourself. Mm. But I think that many times, there's even a subtle escape. Mm. There's mm. the need to... Sometimes you just feel like, I need some air, and you're just 
trying to escape. I, I, I know that we spoke about resentment, but you yeah. speaking about escape, because, you know, when I, was, when I was speaking earlier and I was trying to just think up a list of things that could possibly cause a couple to start to feel like they are drifting apart. We spoke about mm-hmm. routines. We spoke about responsibilities. I don't think we need much explaining yeah. there. But then you you speaking about escape as well. Yeah. It's also the bit about unresolved conflicts, right? Yeah, shocked how much even at a level unmet expectations can be a factor. Mm. You you in the period where you had your excitement coming in, you get in and there are things that you feel were not met. Yeah. And they were never spoken about. Mm, mm. And so you start to, like you said, resent your spouse or even resent yourself. For getting yourself in this situation. For getting yourself into the situation you got in yourself. Now, there are even some people that feel even personally inadequate, not necessarily because their spouse has said something, but there are things that probably seem to be affecting their ability to feel like they're contributing at the level that they would love to contribute to the marriage. Mm. And so they are judging themselves wrongly. They have not, you know, placed themselves through the lens of any positive regard. They are judging themselves. They are judging themselves wrongly. They are disaligning themselves from being in that marriage. And they are focusing on their inadequacy. Yeah. Um, And so with that, it's possible that with that in itself, you are already distracted. From the ability to show any form of care or affection mm. and that's that's the dwindle you love your spouse no doubt but the passion that you had to be with that spouse is fizzling mm-hmm. you know i know that we might start to sound like we hammer on these things a lot but then we're all for picking your battles wisely and letting the small things slide mm. but then i'm sure that as you must have heard us say over and over again we're advocates for healthy communication and feedback because it will mean being willing to speak to difficult subjects, yeah. you know, because where you, what you don't say may show up somewhere else right. or it may fuel distance in the relationship. That's what right. I'm hearing you right. say. Like right. what you don't say may show up somewhere else or it may even just go ahead to fuel distance it in the relationship. distance. I mean, ask yourself simple questions like when last did we hold hands? Hmm. When last did we even genuinely look into our and eyes? And why have we stopped hours? holding hands? You get that kind of thing. So ask those kind of genuine questions. Like you need to interrogate the feelings. Yeah. Like it's not okay for you to just stop by saying, "So we stopped holding hands." Why have why we stopped? Have we stopped what, what is hands? it like? How why come have we, we don't hug for <laughs> long minutes anymore? Because I remember that was a thing. Yeah. Imagine. I don't think I could even hug you for short minutes. I will hug and I don't want to leave. But now we hug and you're quickly dashing up to work, or you come back <laughs> and you're tired, and we, you know, but. It's different, yeah. right? If it's not, would I say, consciously done. Mm. The fact that, you know, I want to stay with this hug for five minutes. Mm. Like, this is what I will usually do, mm-hmm. right? We're walking together and rather than press on your phones, hold your hands. I think maybe sometimes people they just need to take <laughs> walks and just drop their phone at home. Right. It will allow know, them connect. Like, really? Like, <laughs> but you'll be shocked that there are, there are many people that do not even have anything to connect over again. And I think that that's something I wanted to speak to as well. Mm. The fact that it's possible that people get married and you'll be shocked that after the wedding, mm. there's nothing to look forward to. Mm. And so they are in the marriage, but there's no excitement. There's mm. no excitement because there's nothing to look forward to. So each person actually focuses on their personal life, which, for example, is draining them. And then the corporate life or the one they have together is probably also draining them. But there's no 
marital excitement in itself. Like, this is why we're together. This is what we're doing together. This is where we're headed together. Mm. This is what we're building together. Mm. This is the life we're creating together. There is no definition that creates excitement. They are just going through the rigors of life, literally. And life, of course, is doing its best right now to make sure that everybody takes a hit at one level or the other. And so without that conscious knowledge of this is what we are doing together, it's possible mm. that you lose passion for yourselves. Mm, mm, mm. And you know, um, when we hold things inside without sharing our feelings with our partner, this choice can set us on a path that leads us away from intimacy. Mm. Like, and the, the what I also hear you saying is that even beyond recognizing that Oh, we're growing apart. Right. Bringing up the feeling that you're growing apart as a couple is actually a step in the right direction. Yeah. Like saying, we actually like speaking about it because I feel like many times for us personally, when we when we've noticed like ah, babe, what's happening? I remember recent, very recently. I even like that he said many times. <laughs> yeah. So that because I want people to be able to catch that it's an ongoing thing. Yeah, it is. Right. Please go ahead. Yeah, like very recently, the the more recent example that comes to my mind is when I started this, my new job, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the way you said right, it's like, you have so much to so say. <laughs> so then, like, previously, I was working somewhere where I literally didn't have a commute. Mm. My 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 hospital was 10 minutes away from home. Yeah. And then I found myself suddenly in September catapulted into a new reality when my commute grew by, grew to one hour, so that's one hour with me driving, one hour to work, yeah. and one hour coming back. Yeah. And I will get back home and I'm completely exhausted. Because it's not like I get to work and they're like, oh, just sit down, be pretty, raise up your feet. I'm literally on my toes. Yeah. Like, So I come back home and I am exhausted. Like, I'm li- I literally had it. And I remember that there was a month that it was like I was on call the entire month. Like, mm. I was just coming in at night. I'm coming in in the morning going to bed and the cycle was just continuing and then the week after i was working odd hours leave in the afternoon come back at midnight and the cycle kept going and i just realized that oh my goodness what's happening to us like when did i actually look last look you in the face and say oh babe how are you what's happening because mm-hmm. you were you were you were obviously trying to be there for me in that season like you make I was sure not that trying to be there for you i was there for you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the point, I felt like there's no woman mm. that can do a wife's job better than me. <laughs> you know, that's how I felt. Mm. Because it felt like that was literally my life mm. where, you know, I had to tend to the kids. I had to tend to you. Mm. And literally, I'm tending to a tired husband. She just goes <laughs> as she comes back, <laughs> as she sleeps, as she meets a meal, as she, you know, and all of that. And we we would normally catch up. Mm. But this time, it felt like we're catching up on just the things that, you know, were bothering you at work and then once it's resolved, you slept off, right? Like, I wasn't even seeing you. You know, and all of that. And so, it's very possible that there are some people actually leading that kind of life as a... As a norm. As a normal routine. Mm. Right? How do you deal with that? How do you catch yourselves in those... Moments. Like, yeah. Those those hard or tough moments and draw back and say look 
we can't slip away from and resenter. each other. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> yeah. know, there's that thing on your map where your map drifts away, yeah. and then you click on resenter, mm. where it, you then resenter the image so that the right direction is in focus, is in view. Yeah. And I feel like we need to constantly have that thing in our relationships and in our marriage where we just resenter, right? And I think one of the ways that we do it, which was why I started to speak about that example, right. is that we are open about the moments when we feel disconnected. Yeah. So we actually, and the thing is, we actually feel closer after we're done speaking about it. Yeah. Because it's not a, it's not a fault finding moment. It's actually a moment of vulnerability saying, ah, babe, I understand that you've had these new routines with your job and everything. And I'm not sure that we've actually been connecting or we've been bonding through this process. Like, and I think we were then able to come up with creative ways to work with it. I remember yeah. one after one of my nights, we just went for breakfast. Like, we typically would plan to go for things in the evening, brunch or, or dinner. But then that day, I was home in the morning. So you then pushed all of your schedules to later in the day. And we went out for breakfast. And it was beautiful to just chat, to just catch up. Yeah, and I think it's just that understanding, first of all, um, especially if it's not like your spouse is deliberately trying to be distant mm. right because there are those real life scenarios and, I'm, and I'm, I, I deliberately use the wife um, analogy analogy I deliberately use the wife analogy because I understand that for many homes it might just be the husband that is so busy because he goes out mm. doesn't work from home like myself and the wife works from home Mm. right and you find out that she's not seeing the husband yeah literally because he's out and back and out and back and out and back and she has needs mm. she has desires she has wants she has she wants to communicate and then just because you feel like you're tired you don't realize that the other person also has the need to build this thing that you call marriage together with you yeah and so just the understanding that my partner has need of me. Mm. It doesn't matter how busy or how tired or how whatever. Just that consciousness that my partner has need of me. Just that consciousness together. You have the consciousness. The other person has the consciousness. And you are deliberately ensuring that each one of you mm. is stepping down at some point to meet that need. Like, I know my partner needs me. Regardless of how busy. Even if it's just a text message during the day to say, I know, I know. Like I think we'll come to the <laughs> we'll come to the means. Right. But then one thing I feel like we're saying loudly is that communication is the vehicle that will drive yeah, your relationship in the right track and keep it on that track. So communication is the vehicle that will drive your relationship on the right track. Yes. And keep it on that track. There has to be that room ongoing communication. It can't we can't allow communication breakdown if yeah. we want to prioritize connection communication between us cannot be broken down yeah. where i then feel like i do not have the ability to freely express my needs to freely express my feelings even like oh i feel that we haven't been as connected like there should be that environment that allows for all that bi-directional feedback mm. where you say you, you can be the one that initiates it and the other person can also be the one that initiates it at another time. Yeah. But that communication needs to be kept alive. It needs to be kept there, right? And I think that's by making, you know, conscious time to pay attention to each other. Mm, 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 mm. It might be five minutes, it might be ten minutes, and then in that ten minutes you've established what will be or what will create a more lasting 
connection. Yeah. But you both have it in your minds mm. that we have scheduled or planned a more lasting connection, um, either out in discussion, action, event, whatever it is that would bring the spark back. You've scheduled that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and shown yourselves that you understand that mm. you need to do that for yourself. I think the truth is that we cannot expect to maintain connection when we're not creating the context or the avenues for it. Mm. And speaking to that, I think like some of the few things that we've personally, we've personally done over the years yeah. and are still doing to help us continually create that avenue for connection. I know like send a quick text or email during the workday. We're, we're sort of very good at trying to just touch base with one another. We're, we're good with that. <laughs> <laughs> so just trying to just touch base. We're with good one, with that. Touch base. It's simple. I'm thinking about you and I love you. Mm. And I mean, and sometimes, sometimes it's even not just, we don't need to be serious. It can just be like, ah, I'm really looking forward to this night. Mm. Meaning, this night meaning... Or send an emoji. There are emojis to just show what yes. you're looking forward to. The eggplant emoji <laughs> is one of my favorites. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> So, and I, you know, when we spoke on the episode about intentionality, we said set an alarm if you need to as a reminder, yeah. or schedule specific times in your day to check in and reconnect, even if it's just a brief chat. Yeah. It goes a long way, right? And then you can even try and start practicing an appreciation ritual every day. Mm. So, by appreciation ritual, this, this it could be one compliment, one thank you. You know, for the person that you said, maybe the wife works from home and he works outside of the home. Yeah. A thank you that just, she you come back and the house is tidy. The house is neat. Maybe you don't mm. have a housekeeper. You live in England, for example. You don't have a housekeeper, but you know that you come back home and the house is tidy. There's there's a meal waiting for just you. A just a show. thoughtful show to say i see you yeah i notice these things that that you do right you can leave love notes in their food pack or on their pillow as if they've got food packs (laughs) (laughs) well because i take a food pack to work and you've done it for me before but then so like but then this day this day and age everybody has a laptop everybody goes out with yeah, the laptop you, you can put a sticky laptop, note on the laptop so when they open it because you know that oh they'll definitely open their laptop when they get to work they see that and note, they open it and, and they just, see that note it just changes the feeling of yeah, that day yeah. entirely and, and the I thing is that yeah it doesn't have to be elaborate or expensive mm. simply appre- um, expressing appreciation to the person who matters to you the most yeah it's just that thought that goes into it yeah i feel like another way is you can do chores together at the end of the day so we say time is really tight, but we all still end up having to do the chores. The chores don't do themselves. Yeah. So if you can then spend time doing chores together, it might just present you with time to spend together. Like, oh, loading the dishwasher together. We did that the other night. And, it was, and, I, and I heard you actually... Oh, I felt like it was cool. <laughs> like it was, it, was, it was a good one. Because, mm-hmm. of course, we would have needed to chat still. Mm-hmm. But we could do that over that you know that action. And that was, that was really cool. Mm. And I felt like it was something to... Also, um, would I say mention yeah, to you yeah. that I noticed that you did that? Yeah, and I feel you can also do a one minute hug and kiss when you see each other. I mean, like when I when I was taking the train to work recently, I noticed something. You wonder if some of these people, like they don't the funness that 
the people like I, I don't want to I use think the, it's a cultivation. I think it's, it's just a culture. The it's the way they've been cultured right? and raised. Like yeah, the, the, the ba- like Baba is a big show, deal. Even though they are coming back, it. yeah, even yeah. though they are coming back to pick that person from the train station in the evening, like they make a big deal out, out of saying bye. Just with you saying that, I'm imagining how it must take a level of thoughtfulness for that kind of action to come out. Mm. Right? Maybe just the just the thoughtfulness around the fact that you are not going to be around. Mm. The thoughtfulness around the fact that, you know, you're going to a distant place mm-hmm. or you're working or I'll be alone mm-hmm. or I'll be without you. Just the thoughtfulness around that. Just the ability to think about what that really means. Mm. Right? And even to move to bigger things like thinking about what the person means to you. Yeah. Can stir up that kind of action where I'm hugging you but I don't want to leave you because of what you mean, because mm. of what it will mean when you go to work and I don't see you for the next five hours, for mm. the next eight hours, for the next 12 hours. Like just that thoughtfulness, just the fact that you actually understand what it means. Mm. And I feel like many of us might just be just be losing that idea of being as thoughtful as is necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I see without fail, like Baba's are so elaborate. Like a mm. kiss, the they will come down from the car, kiss. Like there was a particular couple that the reason why I'm moving, there was a particular couple that I noticed them at drop off and pick up times at the train station. Mm. So it's not as though the person is not coming back the same day, but they make the, as in even the welcome back like this kiss everything. Like but then I'm just like you know, do a one minute hug and kiss when you see each other. It's basic here. Yeah? But it's amazing how this can improve connection. That is, I'm teaching you to do that now. I'm accepting <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, I, I think another thing I was going to even put into, you know, this list of things is games. I, I remember that there was a day I was just excited that we started playing games together. Mm. Because that was something I didn't used to do a lot, you know, growing up yeah. with my brothers. And that was because I never liked to lose. <laughs> And you know, I'll but play I'm the double that, champion now. No, that's 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 debatable. <laughs> you know, but but I was saying that just the idea that we could introduce that, yeah, and the fun it has brought, the funness it has brought, the ability to even do something that the kids are involved, but mm, we are having fun, having together. fun together, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so we are not under that burden of where to put the kids. Every single time. There mm-hmm. are things that can merge everybody together and everyone is having fun and we are spending time together. Yeah. You know, I think that there are many things to do. I mean, I, I feel like when we... So we always used to have date nights, like even back in Nigeria. And then when we moved here, it became Friday nights. Well, Friday nights became our date nights. Yeah. So that there are some of my friends that will want to call me on a Friday night and they'll be like, oh, it's date nights. Abby, are you people doing date nights? I remember Lydia saying it many times. Like, oh, today is date night. Abby, I'll call you later. That kind of thing. Yeah. But then, like, planning an activity. Have we always had date nights every Friday? No, we haven't. No. But then it's in our minds that we know that we want to do date nights. It's in our minds that date night is a priority. Yeah. So just planning an activity to look forward to at the end of the work week it might be date night or just a long time to catch up but planning it together right like we actually put effort into it like we'll be looking for that's it that's another thing i think that many times when the steam is down it's actually down because that arousal tension that always happens Hmm. when the therapy we're looking to arousal tension arousal (laughs) even because you hear that arousal has come to a new one arousal tension when we're looking forward to seeing each other 
you know, that tension, there's no more tension, mm. right? And it's only created by the fact that there's something you're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. It's stirred by that. It's stirred by that. So you can actually stir it yourself or create it yourself. Mm. Create activities that actually make you feel that tension. Like, I'm looking forward to that moment. Mm. I mean, like my eggplant emoji. <laughs> No words. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I feel like also learning about each other in the present, right? Because, you know, you mentioned something earlier. You said one of the reasons why this happens or why this is a thing is because we enter that zone of see finish, right? Mm. Where you feel like there's nothing else to know. But in reality, no human being is the same throughout the course of their life. Absolutely. So you should actually be interested in what might I not know about my partner or about my spouse. What are they up to? Yeah. What are they learning? Yeah. How are they growing? What are they yeah, becoming? Yeah, exactly. Because there's that journey, mm-hmm. right, ongoing for so everyone. I, so I feel like learning about each other, we, 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 we paid a lot of attention to it, like when we were dating, we're, oh, how was your day today? What did you do today? You knew all the right questions to ask, right, to learn about the person. But then in the presence now, in the marriage, are you constantly learning about each other in the present? Yeah. Are there areas of growth that they aren't even aware of mm. unrealized or dreams, dreams exactly or desires, aspirations or, you know, life plans mm-hmm. you know i think that maybe just the idea that we might think oh everything is known because we're together no that's not true no. so i might feel like there are things i want to achieve even maybe even if it's achieving it for us like yeah, the yeah. both of us and might not come to talking about it mm. right especially because maybe their way of um Processing thoughts is not such that they've expressed before they are sure, or mm-hmm. before they are certain of what they are doing and all of that. Just talking can make the person free enough to be able to express yeah. or express differently. I feel like getting curious about one another, taking a true interest in each other's thoughts, desires, even if you've been together for a decade, like that curiosity needs to be maintained for connection. Yeah. Like, and it can unlock powerful opportunities to connect or reconnect. And it can even create new ways to love each other. Right. Like, in finding out about their current needs, their current aspirations, their desires, it can create new channels of funness, new yeah. new ways to actually love yeah. each other. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, for someone that is wondering, in which areas are you probably going to be exploring these things? You want to find out what's going on here. There is, there is the opportunity to connect either physically connect mentally connect spiritually connect emotionally if you're looking at it through those different um areas there's something to always look out for Mm. or ask about or check out you know or yeah look out for ask about yeah so i was listening to this podcast um where Brenny Brown, well, she interviewed the Gottmans and they were basically speaking about their new book, The Love Connection. Right. And we're going to do some work on that book um, in the Because Marriages Work tribe shortly. They describe this thing, like if you, you struggle to find a way to phrase the question mm. when it comes to learning about each other in the present, they describe it as saying, what's on your heart and your mind today? Mm. Like just being able to ask that open-ended question, like what's on your heart and your mind today? And being just sitting down and letting the person just pour out their heart and their mind. You'll be shocked at what that question can unearth. You'll be shocked at the responses that you can get. So if you're even struggling with, I know that you've, you've helped in, in saying, oh, these are the categories and these are the tidy boxes. Mm. But then if you're even struggling with 
putting it into categories and you're wondering how to even phrase the question. A simple open-ended question like what is on your heart and your mind today can be a great conversation starter that would help you explore things really deeply. Yeah, and of course, you know, the tone with which it's said is also crucial. Yeah. Right, or is also important. Mm. Um, the idea that the person actually knows that you are initiating a conversation, mm. not prodding uh, or quizzing, <laughs> right, literally. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, and that question might still even sieve into the different areas that I had mentioned as well. Mm. Um, that question can be asked around even the different the areas that areas you spoke about that we earlier. mentioned, yeah. right? Because people are evolving in different areas um, of their life. You might be evolving spiritually. You might be struggling with something spiritually. You might be desiring something emotionally. You might be needing something physically. It can be anything. Mm. And so just having that open-ended question type of moments mm. where you allow your spouse speak about the things that they desire, you know, need, want, are excited about, are growing into, are experiencing, is moments for bonding for you both. Mm. Mm. And, you know, you, you spoke about spiritual um, intimacy as well. And I think that one cannot overemphasize the, the bit of praying together. I feel like praying together is a big connection creator. Yeah. It's really is powerful to come together and hear the heart of your spouse and pray together for what's on each other's hearts. Like just praying together, like, okay, babe, how can I pray for you today? And in just that question, you will find out that you will get to know what's on their heart and their mind. Mm. And it just creates connection. In some of the moments that I have felt so fond of you, right? Are mm. moments where I've been for lack of a better word, laboring over you in prayer because literally it takes compassion. Like the layers of my heart are just open. Like it's just gushing with love. Like as I am praying for you about things that you've spoken to me about, projects that you're working on, that I'm just, as I'm just in that place of just praying for you, like the bowels of my compassion are open. My heart is like love is literally just gushing out of my entire being towards you. And it's so, it's amazing how much connection that can also create, right? Right. And so for if you're a lady and you're listening like my wife, please pray for your spouse. You love him more. Oh, you just have to make it into a joke. <laughs> but you know that it's true. Of course. And and I feel like this word that I'm about to say, like so much of it, you can you can feel like, oh, what's the what's the big deal there? But just reminisce together sometimes. Remember mm. what it felt like when you first set eyes on each other, mm. the first date, the first kiss, the first outing. Like just go over your first, like all of those things that mm. that the things that were creating excitement in you, you guys at that point in time. Just looking back on that, it also it just rekindles the fire. It rekindles the fondness sometimes, yeah. and I think it's a, another way to build connection. I mean, it's not an everyday practice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but in the moments where you want to do that. That's probably something that you want to genuinely do. Mm. You know, you're not trying to judge it against your current. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, someone can try that now and, and mess it up. I say, I regret. Judging it, judging it against <laughs> I see the where we are. Like, ah, so <laughs> this is, I really don't even understand how we are here. Please, you know. re- re- like in that case, let me balance it and say, reminisce with wisdom, please. Reminisce with wisdom. It is not unto sadness. It is not unto judgment. It's, but it's just to create fondness and to create pleasant memories. Yeah. And I really, like, we've said so much, right, already. And I feel like for the person that sent us that message, I feel like you've heard that, first of all, you're not alone. 
Mm. It is a common place that couples will come to. Like many couples find themselves at this point, yeah. right? It's Once attention is divided, which is normal. Like it's not, it's not, it's not something that is unexpected that attention is divided. People grow intimately, deliberately. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. grow intimately, deliberately, and yeah. so if you're not being deliberate about your connection, mm. you would lose it. Yeah. And the reality is that when we view our relationships as ever-evolving and we commit to them with the intention that we did upon beginning the relationship, that same zeal, that same zest, that same life, that same passion that we had when we started the relationship out, we find that we can fall in love with our partners over and over again. Absolutely. And there will be several avenues to connect. And we should look out for those avenues. Not just look out for them. We should actually create those avenues as well is what we're saying. And really, even though you feel now that you guys are growing apart, that in itself can be the birthplace for connection. That Mm -hmm. that in itself can be the the pointer for you both to just redirect, to recenter. And you'll find yourself back on the right track. I mean, I was going to speak to some referencing what I said earlier about expectations. It's possible that just not speaking about you know things that you expect mm. you know might be a problem and so if it's distance. about yeah mm-hmm. if it's about learning how to communicate in such a way that your spouse does not feel hurt mm. by your talk around an expectation that isn't being met mm. you know might be helpful mm. rather mm. than keeping it to yourself mm. and trying to deal with it by yourself and hoping that you would either deal with it, forget about it, or all mm. of that. That might not happen. Yeah. And that might create a gulf between you guys. Yeah. So it's best every time or any time you find that there's something that you desire, you want, you need, and your spouse is capable of achieving those things or delivering those things or being those things, make it a duty to speak about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what you've just said just gives credence to something that we said earlier. Um, communication is the vehicle that will drive your relationship in the right track and keep it on track, right? And from us, it is Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas, guys. So we'll be back in the new year. And remember, marriages work. And the marriages that work, I worked at. We're forever rooting for you. Have a beautiful holiday. Bye. Bye, guys.